Kili Shuateka Kiviti Hashem Baruch Haba Beshem Adonai. Hey Be'av, Bezrat Hashem, Hey Be Menachem Av. The fifth of Av in Bezrat Hashem, the fifth Be Menachem Av. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu send Menachem with the third temple, the coming of Mashiach, the gathering in of the exiles, namely the Shekinah of Hashem. Really quick, I just want to share that Shabbat Chazon was beautiful and I got to see a vision of the Beit HaMikdash and what I got to see was us. I'm Yisrael. Kol Echad. That when we think about the Beit HaMikdash, we have to think about ourselves. There's a double expression used in Shira Sharim chapter 1. Song of Songs, and it brings down, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. And it's like, is it Hashem, or is it Hashem talking to Israel, or is it Israel talking to Hashem? And the answer is yes, because the expression of the temple is what we look like as a whole. Because Shir HaSharim Midrash Rabbah brings down that the Shekinah descends with the Zadik. And the Zadik are the Zadikim who are the conglomeration, the kolechadness, as we would say, of Yisrael. And so it's just a beautiful picture that I saw of us that when we see the temple, it's going to blow us away. Because when the world sees the true Israel, it's going to blow creation away. So not only is the temple going to be beautiful and it's spiritual in the physical, just like we are built up as living stones into the spiritual temple. So until we find our place as that brick in the temple among the other bricks, among the other living stones, we, Chasbe Shalom, won't see the actual temple, you know, our reflection. So until we can deal with ourselves, until we can come together, Echad, which would be the redemption of Hashem Shekinah. Because if you go back to Parashat Teruma, the opening section of Teruma says, Build me a tabernacle that I may dwell among them and actually dwell in them. So the whole goal is for us to be a house of the Shekinah of Hashem, which is the first letter of the Torah, the Bet. The Bet stands for house, but it's also the, the gematria of two, because there are two houses. And I was reading uh, the Kedushas Levi and Pincus Zohar uh, on this uh cited by Rabbi Pincus Friedman, Shlita, and this whole understanding of the third temple is both of the previous temples. The first temple, which is corresponding to the written Torah, the second temple, which corresponds to the oral Torah, and when we get the third temple that descends from Shemaim, they are, not only are they built with fire, by the way, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu uses the same thing to heal which that which wounds. So the temple was destroyed in fire. 
It's going to be rebuilt in fire. And Shemaim is water is there, but also fire is there. Fire and water in Shemaim are uh, in Shalom. This is Ose Shalom bin Ramav, he who makes peace in his heights. And so when looking at this aspect of living stones built up into the spiritual temple, being a reflection of the third temple, it's us. We need to unify and link up the Shekinah. We need to be those body parts as Corinthians brings down the Agarit that Shaul Hashliach wrote to the congregation in Corinth that you are many members in one body. There is one mikvah. There is one faith. You know, there's one covenant. And so we have to figure out if we're in or if we're out. You know, and that's ultimately what the world has the option to do. And there's so much mercy by Hashem that He's allowing for these challenging times, these difficult circumstances we find ourselves in daily and to get a reprieve through the Shabbat and Yom Tov, Baruch Hashem. But no matter where you are, because are you going to be B'nai Avraham, Yitzhak, Ve'Yaakov, and Sarah, Rivka, Raquel, and Ve'Leah? Are you going to be children of our forefathers and our, our uh, mothers? Or are you going to not... And so that's the choice we have to make because when we want to have the temple, we have to understand first that we're the temple. And not only that we're the temple by ourselves, but it's us together. And so I love that as we're in the fifth of Av, that we're on the letter Hey. And so we did the teaching of the Vav, which was about joining, and the sound of joining together is the Vav. So as we build up, we're going to the letter Hey, which has to do with so many different things. But the Hey, first off, is representative of Teshuva. I was looking in Letters of Light, and the graphic to introduce the letter Hey was like this giant Torah scroll that was in the air, was off the side of a cliff or a mountain, and there was a person running from afar towards the Torah, which is what Teshuva is. Teshuva is running to Torah, running to Mashiach, hiding in Mashiach. You know, when do you hide? When you have run from a certain place to come to that particular place to take shelter. So you remember hide, go seek, right? As a, as a child, if you ever got to play that game, wherever you were, you left that place to go find a refuge and that that place where you found refuge was called a hiding place and so thinking about this understanding of teshuva our hiding place is in hashem it's in his torah it's in yisrael it's in hamashiach and so we have to run from wherever we are towards hashem and the incredible talmud shlita said the beautiful thing about running to Hashem is he runs to you. So can you hear our tone? May we all embody Teshuvah. So with that being said, I want to start with the wisdom in the Hebrew al alphabet. And it brings down that Miriam the prophetess took the 
timbrel. It uses hatof. So this is Shemot 1520. And it says, And Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aharon, took the timbrel in her hand. So that's Shemot 1520. So it goes on to say, When Paro gave the cruel order to kill all the newborn boys, Miriam's father, Amram, separated from his wife, Yachaved, for he did not want to bear sons who would be killed at birth. Miriam convinced him to go back to Yaakovet, Teshuvah. There's a Teshuvah right there. Like a, like a husband who separated from his wife and returned. That is Teshuvah. It's a picture of it anyway. So Miriam convinced him to go back to Yaakovet by accusing him of promulgating a worse decree than Paro. Paro desires to do away with only the Jewish boys, but you are doing away with the girls as well. She prophesied that a boy would be born to them. She prophesied that a boy would be born to them who would become the future redeemer of Israel. And I always just kind of take a step back and say la to the fact that the reason Moshe exists, i.e. the first redeemer, is because of Miriam. And the reason the final redeemer exists is because of Miriam, i.e. Mashiach's mother, Miriam. And it's a beautiful thing that there's a prophecy about the child that's going to be born is going to be the redeemer. And so is it any wonder why Miriam would be communicated to that, hey, the child that you're going to have is going to be the Redeemer. So, Selah, but I continue, it says, When Amram agreed, Miriam and her brother Aaron danced around their parents with timbrels in their hands to celebrate their reunion. Sota 12a. Indeed, Miriam's prophecy was fulfilled and Moshe was born to Amram years later. Okay, so Moshe was 80 when this whole thing goes down about the fulfillment of redeeming the people. Moshe was 80. So how old was Miriam compared to Moshe? I believe she was 87, but I could be wrong. Because there's a seven year difference. But the point that I want to make is if we don't know her age, because I don't have the source in front of me, just to think she knew before Moshe was born that he was going to be the Redeemer. And then 80 years later, that's when the redemption was fulfilled. That's when the vision, the prophecy was fulfilled. Sometimes we think man, it's been six months or man, it's been a couple weeks or man, it's been two days or, oh my gosh, it's only been an hour. Could you not, could you not fulfill my prophecy within an hour, Lord? You know, could you not bring us deliverance? Like, you know, in a few days, you know, four days, Lord, Tishbav, bring Mashiach, you know, but 80 years, sometimes we don't realize how much time plays into everything. That we have to give ourselves time. We have to give our community time. We have to give our leadership time. We have to give our family time. 
We know we have to give Hashem his time. Everything that Hashem does works off of what's called Moed, appointed time. So there's a certain time that everything needs to be done. This is why understanding what Zamanim are, which are which is known as halakhic times. This is why that's important, because as you begin to govern yourself by appointed times, now you can get into the pattern, into the flow with a, with Hakadosh Baruchu. And by the way, you save yourself the grief of trying to figure things out on your own or reinvent the wheel when all you need to do is be in his will. So don't reinvent it, be in it. So it goes on to say years later when the Israelites were redeemed under Moshe's leadership and the sea of reeds split for them, Miriam led the women in dancing and singing. At that time, the prophetess took the very same timbrel in her hand. That's from Divre Yermiyahu. Now, the hay, when you put it at the beginning of the word, it makes a definite article. So in English, we have the Spanish, we have uh, el or la. And so in Hebrew, it is hay. So the prophetess, speaking of Miriam, took the timbrel as in the very same one she used when she uh, celebrated at the renewal of Kiddushin between Amram and Yaakovid. Baruch Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu through the hay, may you help us with the aspect of time and appointed times to be established inside of your unity, your oneness, your essence, Adonai, to flow with you. May your mind, Adonai, permeate all aspects of our being through the letter Hey. So the letters of light brings down the gematria. The numerical value of Hey is five. Not only does the Hey represent the garments of thought, speech, and deed. The Hey represents our garments. But these garments comprise a total of five elements. As brought down by the Aleph Bait, uh, page 84. Again, that would be the Rabbi Ginsberg book, I believe. Goes on to say, two levels of thought, imaginative and meditative. Two levels of speech. The words of the heart and the words of the lips and one level of action. Why does action only have one level? Because when it comes to action, you either do something or you don't. Therefore, in the design of the hay, the line representing action, the separate vertical segment of the hay is a half line is half a line. Five also signifies the five levels of soul, Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chaya, and Yehida. The fifth tier, Yehida, means union, which, by the way, is the soul of Mashiach, the level of Mashiach. So, one of the reasons why we're a body of many members, and by the way, it's from Bereshit Rabbah 14.9, and also... Essence of Hasidus, page 23, 
footnote 37 and additional references are there but the level of soul the highest level of who we could be in union with other jews that is the level of mashiach so one of the reasons we have not seen mashiach is because we haven't unified with each other so we have to and that unification with each other is not saying that you know i agree with everything that you say that's not true unity true unity understands that other people have ideas other people have journeys other people have paths and spiritual journeys that they're supposed to be on that are different from ours other people excel in things that we don't other people don't excel in things that we excel in other people have more stuff than we do we have you know all these different uh dynamics that play into that but you come together i.e you both of you pray to hashem both of you study the parasha both of you go to shul both of you serve your community that's unity and you give each other your space to to think to share and when you share and and when you're thinking you don't do it from a place of arrogance you don't do it from a place of haughtiness you don't try to one-up everybody and and be competitive and say I got better insights than you. I know more than you. I can speak the Hebrew. You can't. Like those kinds of things are for the nations. That is not so for us. And if that sounds familiar, yes, that is exactly what the Mashiach said to his Talmudim when they were asking about, I want to sit at your right and I want to be great and all this kind of stuff. He said, don't lord yourself over each other. That's for the nations. So this is the essence of Yehida. This is the cool thing about Yehida that it literally is the word that represents unique and unlike any other. Because unlike any other nation, Yisrael has the ability to be in such a deep aspect of what it truly means to unify, unlike any other nation that exists in the world. And the only reason we can do that is because of the Torah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because all its ways are pleasantness and all its paths are shalom. So the Torah teaches us how to bring diverse and unified or how to bring diverse uh, parts into a unified whole. Kind of like the way your arm fits to your shoulder, like the way your leg fits to your hip. Kind of like the way your neck fits to your shoulders and your chest and like all your different body parts, they come together. And notice, if you're not being weird or anything, if you're just acting like a normal human being, does your foot ever uh, kick your, your hand and be like, get out of here, I don't want you, I'm not a part of you, you don't know me, you don't own me. That, that doesn't happen. But you realize you need your foot for some things. You need your hands for other things. But it's hard to do things if you don't have a, a way to walk. It's hard to grab a hold of things if you don't have a way to grab a hold of something, i.e. have a hand. Such is it with Am Yisrael. This is what we have to understand. So, 
going on to Sefer Otiot. says, when two are married, they look at each other and whisper. Hey, <laughs> hey is the whisper. Says, hare et me kudeshet li. Which means, behold, I will try with all my being to be present for you. And so the hey of who means he and the hey of he means she. Because the hey of him, which means them. It's essential that the two marks which make the hey be discreet. Be discreet from each other. They must not touch or be connected to each other by even so much as a hair's breadth. If they do, and even if a child can easily recognize it as what he may think is the letter hey it is nevertheless not the letter hey very distinguished and it goes on to say but there is still a greater hey than behold and this is the hey of hineni here am i while everyone can say I am present, only a very few can say Hineni, here am I. For to answer Hineni means that you are you no longer belong only to yourself. Hineni means you no longer belong to yourself. Wow. Because who said Hineni? Avraham Avinu. And understanding that we're believers and children of believers as Israel, if we can't understand not belonging to ourselves, at least we can look to our father Avraham to teach us and show us that. And it says to answer Hineni means that you give the hay of your being over to the one who calls. That is why hay is the letter most often linked with God's name. Hakadosh Baruchu, may our words merit on high that the letter hay be established in all creation unto the revealing of your Beit HaMikdash. May you reveal the Beit HaMikdash with Mashiach Zidkenu and the final Geula speedily in our days, help us, Adonai, to embody and manifest the letter Hey from spiritual into physical reality. May we join together as many members of one body so that your Shekinah may be made manifest in the world and may you redeem your Shekinah. Baruch Haba B'Shem Adonai.